Alright, let's move straight into the word. The word I want to share with us today is um, giving unto being given. Giving unto being given. U-N-T-O. Giving unto being given. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 1 to 4. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 to 4, is Jesus speaking to his disciples about giving. My Bible actually calls it charitable giving. Okay? Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing that your charitable deed may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. This is a text that's not new to us, is it? We have had it and had it and can almost say it backwards. But allow me to give it a different twist today. There's another scripture still on giving. At this point, sorry, Jesus was speaking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees who had made giving such a thing. I remember the time where he sits at the treasury to see how they're giving. Why is giving so important? Because it exposes your heart. A lot of times we give, yes, we'll say, no, no charge. Just take it. But at the back of our minds, we're saying, Lord, you owe me. I don't know about you. Somebody has to pay for it, isn't it? We've been, we've been uh, conditioned to believe or to, to, to work with reward in mind. If the reward doesn't make sense, there's no point in doing it. Do I believe that each and every one of us is sitting here because you think there's a reward? Is there a reward for coming here? No? There better be a reward. Why are you sitting here? Is there a reward? Talk to me. There is a reward, isn't it? But now Jesus is introducing a different aspect to this giving. He's saying, as you give, let not your reward be based on the surface, on the things that you see. We like to quote the scripture, give and it shall be given to you. What? Rest down. Come on, people. Don't be all shaken together and running over. My cup runneth over. He prepares a table for me. Those are the scriptures we, what we like, isn't it? And it's okay. I like to illustrate every time that the difference between the soldier at the gate and the guy at the watchtower is what they see. Many of us have chosen to stay at the gate, isn't it? To see only what is here. To see the blessing that will come when you give without understanding that there's one who gives something that can never be taken away. Let's pause there for a second. Let's go to Abraham. Abraham in uh, Genesis 22 verse 1 to 8. You know the story. The Lord comes to Abraham and asks him for who? Asks him for who? For Isaac. He asks him for Isaac. And he has to take Isaac now to Mount Moriah. We've talked about this time and again. The man is perplexed. For the man is battled within. Isaac is also walking not knowing he's a sacrifice. Speak of betrayal. But let's not go there. <laughs> uh, 
Isaac is walking with him. But the thing I want to draw our attention to when we look at this story, at what point was Isaac really a gift to Abraham? Was it at the point of birth or at the point when the Lord said, don't kill him? Was he really Abraham's son? Like the gift. The Bible says that take your son, your only son. So the Lord knows he's the only one, isn't it? The one you love. And go to Mount Moriah and offer him there a burnt offering. On one of the mountains which I will tell you. So the giver is asking for the thing they've already given. The thing that's taken over 20 years to come alive. The thing that carries away all the shame that Sarah had. The thing that carries away all the... I'm sure some people thought Abraham was insane. When he kept saying, the Lord will give me a son. Do you think he was quiet about it? The Lord will give me a son. Now suddenly that same son is asked of him. Of all these things that we ask the Lord to give to us, are they really ours? At what point is that job you've been praying for really yours? I ask for testimony and nobody's willing to testify. Lest their thing be taken away. Yeah? How many have testimonies? Just lift up your hand. Shame, 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 shame the enemy. Put your hands up. Why are you you're putting them down? Think I'm saying a shame to you. No. The Lord be praised. There's so much that's been given to you. But when it comes to the situation in Abraham's case, the son that was given was no longer his again. We like to sing, you give and you take away. One of the plight of most Christians or most human beings is that point where you get attached to something and then you have to let it go. You receive something and then you have to let it go. Many times we are afraid of dealing with God because we think... He's the kind, he will ask you for a serious sacrifice. How many believe that serving God entails a certain sacrifice that's just, that might be honest. Do we have any Pharisees in the house? We need to call them here. We do a deliverance session faster, faster. Yeah? How many believe at some point, maybe right now you don't believe it. You know the Lord is so merciful. The Lord is so good. How many believe that serving God, giving your life to God, entails a sacrifice that you don't think you can put up with? Why do we think that? He's not a good, good father. He's not, his mercies do not endure forever. What's the missing link? It is? What's the missing link? Let's look at Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 verse 6 and 7. I'm building something. I hope you'll stay with me. Acts chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. This is after Jesus has been raised from the dead and he's appearing to his disciples time and time again. At this point, they came together and they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Continue to verse 8. 
But you shall receive what? Power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and the end of the earth. The disciples are asking him for something. And he's telling them it's not for you to care about the time and the season. Their question actually says, is it now? Is now are you going to be king? Because they had followed him around the whole time, believing that this is the next king. This is the guy bringing in the goods. The Romans have been sitting on us for long. But they think perhaps now with his resurrected body, he is able to do what? To give them back the authority of Israel. But he sets in motion another thing that it's not for you to know the times. In other words, you're thirsting for power. You're thirsting to hold on to something. But it's not for you to hold on to it. Because the one who holds on to it is another. It's not you. And the sooner we recognize that, the better. The sooner we recognize that my life is not my own. Actually makes sense. That I give myself is a part where we really have to decide. But the truth is, our lives are not our own. Stay with me. Have I lost you? Not yet. You guys are so sharp, looking bright and awake. I'm so blessed. Now, let's go to... <laughs> Let's go to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2 verse 1 to 23. It's a bit long. But there's something I would like us to. This is the story of uh, the time when Nebuchadnezzar had what? A dream. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And uh, allow me to read very fast. This is uh, NIV. A bit far for me. In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled and he could not sleep. So the king summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers to tell him what he had dreamt. When they came and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream that troubles me, and I want to know what it means. Then the astrologers asked, answered the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we shall or will interpret it. The king replied to the astrologers, this is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces and your house turned into piles of rubble. But if you tell the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. So tell the dream and interpret it. To me. Once more they replied, Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will interpret it. Then the king answered, I am certain that you are trying to gain time because you realize this is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me the dream, there is just one penalty for you. You have conspired to all. You have conspired to tell me misleading and wicked things, hoping this situation changes. So then, tell me the dream, and I will know that you can interpret it for me. Continue. The astrologers answered the king, There is not a man on earth who can do what the king asks. No king, however, great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing of any magician, enchanter, or astrologer. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it 
to the king except the gods. And they do not live among men. O king, what you're asking for does not exist on the level that we are. Verse 12. This made the king so angry and furious. He ordered the execution of all the wise men in Babylon. Verse 13. So the decree was issued to put wise men to death. And men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to be put to death. When Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel asked, spoke to him with wisdom and tact. He asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went to the king and asked, for time, so he might inter- interpret the dream for him. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with what? Read that line. May not be what? Executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar has drawn a line in the sand. There are wise men in, in Babylon. There are many. There are astrologers there. Magicians there. There are all sorts of, there, of people, isn't it? But now he has set a challenge before them that he's going to draw a line between them to sieve out who is the wisest of them all it's a mirror mirror on the wall situation and they, they know that only God will be able to do what some kind of God you know they are, they are ascribing it to God isn't it but even Daniel knows that this, this level this, this level cannot just be crossed. This level cannot just be crossed by your education. This level cannot just be crossed by your experience. This level cannot... In fact, history says there has never been any king, great or mighty, who has ever asked for something like that. The normal thing has always been, tell us the dream, we interpret it for you. The normal thing has always been, let's go to school, we get the job as lawyers. Amen, Emma. We love. The normal thing has always been, do your six, seven years in med school and become the greatest. But even among the greatest, there's always a case that will take you to that corner. You've been given a gift but it can be taken away anytime. And for some of us in this room, the Lord is setting you in a place where now they have to decide. Will you die with the rest of the wise men of Babylon? Let's look at verse 19. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel prays the God of heaven, verse 20, and said, praise. Can we read that together? Let's read the next three verses together. Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are what? He changes times and he sets up what? I can't hear you. He sets up kings and deposes them. He gives what? He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. Continue. He reveals what? Deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness 
and light dwells with him. Light dwells with him. I like the part that it says, he lifts up kings, some versions say, and he sets them down. So that office you're flossing about, where you're not paying tithe, you know, it's yours, isn't it? It's yours. You have the title. You have the goods, people like to say. But are they really yours? Can I set us today on a course where you are giving not because of what you're going to receive but like Abraham that you might be given finally. Like Abraham, when you give it to the Lord, he will give it back to you and you never lose it. Like Abraham, when you decide that Lord, this career you've given to me, it's yours. I acknowledge that it is you who places kings on the throne and it is you who sets them down. This marriage that you've given to me, it's actually yours. How do you want us to resolve this? This opportunity you've set before me, may it draw a line. If you continue with the story of Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar, you'll notice that Nebuchadnezzar acknowledged that there was a God. Daniel had the dream in detail. Daniel had the dream to the point that he could tell the king the posture in which he was when the dream came. Read your Bible. He didn't just tell him then you dreamt. He said when you were lying down, he could have slept while sitting. Why was it so important to the king that this happened? Why did he why did he choose a very harsh a very harsh penalty for not delivering the goods? Because they had placed so much trust in them. The astrologers, the magicians were running the day in a different way. Any situation, they were the wise men in Babylon. But a day is coming when the Lord will set apart. Who is the wise man in Nairobi? A day will come when God will set apart. Who is the best chief policy maker in your company? When the axe falls in your workplace, that day is always coming. Until we acknowledge that only God can set you on a throne and set you down. And if we don't realize that, then every giving we are giving, every receiving we are doing, will one day be required of us. Can I ask that we give to the Lord only to be given? We are so attached to things. It's mine. It's mine. I like my little girl when you tell her, can I have your sweet? It's mine. You know? Like there's no question about that. It's mine. The Lord Jesus was given a sacrifice for you. He was given a sacrifice for you. This morning we quoted John chapter 1 verse 12. That whosoever received him, he gave what? the right not the gifts not the opportunity not the access but the right the right goes beyond the material things God has given us a solution that's much higher than anything we've ever known and yet like ordinary watchmen we stand at the gate we never climb the tower The tower is the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus is the wisdom of all. We set him before us. This afternoon I shared with a friend that every time you find yourself in a confusing situation, you go back where? 
to Jesus. Why? Because we declare him unchanging. Do you ever think he changes? He doesn't change. He doesn't change. It's better to stand on the one that doesn't change. It's better to refer to the one that doesn't change. Then from there, we judge which one is stable and which one is unstable. But we have to stand on firm rock first. Woe unto us if our basis for relating, our basis for business, our basis for even ministry is anything but Jesus. Because behold, the Lord says, the Bible actually says, this is my beloved son in what? In whom I am well pleased. And who is speaking at this point? God the Father. The one who sets kings on thrones and sets them down. The one in whom we get to know the times and seasons. If he is well pleased with the Lord Jesus, then how better to be connected to Jesus all the time? Because the favor that follows you. We just sang this afternoon that there's no other name that's been given by which men can be saved. Meaning, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except... No one gains access to dominion we sang about this morning without the Lord Jesus. No one gains access to lasting gifts, to lasting opportunities... Such that when everyone else is shaken, you're not shaken. Why? Because it wasn't yours in the first place. When the Lord calls for it, when the Lord says, now it's time to move, are we ready to move? A friend of mine said something interesting this afternoon. He said, live in a city, but dwell in a tent. You have access to many things in a city, isn't it? But let your house be a tent so that when the Lord says, now go, it's easy to pull down. Some of us, when the Lord says go, the whole city has to come with us. Why? Because we are so attached. We are so attached. And it's not our fault, isn't it? Your mom told you, oh, keep a tether jumper. Lala tuko shule. So everything had to be guarded. Everything had to be kept. But the Lord Jesus says, don't care what you eat or drink. It's a tough place to be, isn't it? Walking out of here not knowing what you're going to eat or drink and you're going... <laughs> They whisper. He enters the house so confidently. There's no food on the table, says the wife. But if you have set your heart on the Lord, I'm telling you, the Lord can actually come through for you. But seasons like the ones of Daniel will come to draw that line in your life. Questions will be asked where you have to make the choice. Do we close Floma and start a church? How many ever knew a restaurant called Floma? I love that place. Do you know Floma? You know, Becky. The rest of you don't know Floma? Hey, shame on you people. You are the sacrifice. You are the what? The... <laughs> The gift, the harvest from the seed of Floma. Floma was mom and dad's restaurant before this church began. And they had to close it to start this. Are you a harvest or not? In you are several businesses that Floma alone could not have given her access to. In you are generations that Floma alone could not have been given to her. The Bible says that unless a seed falls to the ground, it does what? It dwells alone. This falling to the ground may not necessarily mean falling to the ground. 
It's that time where it has to be separated from you. Hmm. People are not very comfortable today. This giving business, nobody wants it. Eh? But the Lord has shown us a much a much higher way, a much greater way. By giving the one and only son mirrored in Abraham and, and Isaac's uh, scenario. He gives his only son that he might gain Mark, he might gain Olga, he might gain Jemima, he might gain Peter, John, Doris, everyone. He gives one seed. That he might gain you. Are we willing to give of ourselves that we might be given? What is that area in your life that the Lord has been asking for? And you say, no. No, now it's the end of the year. January, Kianza Tuivi. Me and you, Jesus. As if we know the times and seasons. There's a donkey described in the New Testament that uh, Jesus called for at the time when he was entering. The triumphant entry. You remember that donkey? Bible says it had not been ridden. But it was called for. And the person who kept it was told the master asked for it. Was it his in the first place? What is that thing that the Lord is asking you to give? A lot, isn't it? It looks like a lot. But the more we realize, actually, this is not mine. The freer we are. The beautiful thing about agape love is that it does not expect anything from you. And that's its strength. Conditional love is as weak as its expectation. I'll say that again. Conditional love is as weak as it's what? Expectation. If that thing falls through, the whole thing goes down. But the Lord has lifted himself above all that to love you even without expecting anything. And that's what makes him powerful. You can't compete with that. There's no tantrum you can throw that will shake him off. There's no scary face you can make or angry fist you can lift that will scare him off. And that's why while we were yet sinners, he died. He didn't wait for you to act up. He has given to us a solution that will set us free. That will set us free. More than the bondage of ownership. So yes, it is, it is true. We should fear that when you come to the Lord, He will ask of you of something. Yes, He will. Why? Because He requires your heart. There are too many things in the room. There's no space. When He says, let's take this one out. Which one? Who? Where? No, you sit there in the corner. He's calling for more time. He's calling for more prayer. He's calling for you. Because unlike the world, we think that we lose when we come to the Lord. But how much better to be connected to the one who gives and deposes? How much better to be in touch? In other words, he can take this king down and give you the throne. But also as you sit on that throne, know that it can actually be taken away from you. <laughs> so you better utilize. When I tell you rapture can happen anytime, it's serious. Let your praise be severed in and out of season. Let your giving be deliberate in and out of season. 
This afternoon I ask, how many want to receive the Lord as the ultimate gift? We have received him as Lord and Savior. But is he our reward? That Lord, as long as I am with you, taking away this shoe is okay. Sindio, see you own the factory or the knowledge of how to make shoes. You own the wisdom. Interestingly, after Daniel gets the, can I call it the cash prize, after interpreting the dream, you'd think that he was secure. If you read the next chapter, chapter 3, who is in the fire? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Do you know one of those people is Daniel? How did that happen? Because when men set you up, they can pull you down, isn't it? But the gift of God is without repentance. Let's, let's go very briefly as we close to John. Yes, thank you. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become sons, my Bible says, sons of God, to those who believe in his name. The next verse. 13, please. Who were born not of, not of what? Nor of the will of, nor of the will of man, but of God. There's an access you get because of your pedigree, so to speak. There's an access you get from the will of the flesh. What is the will of the flesh? When, when, when things are, you know, you, you show up just at the right time. And people think that must be the king. Like who? Saul. He's tall. His head was above what? Everyone else. I'm sure the Philistines thought uh, Goliath was the ultimate warrior. Why? Because when we looked at him, he was the thing. Or oh, the will of man. Think people can work things out to make sure you become. But there's a higher place what the Father decides. And that is where we should aspire to go. That is where we should aspire to go. That should be our reference point. With everything, there's nothing too small. Let's not wait until things fall apart. And then we say, oh, Jesus, you know you are my deliverer. Eh? This morning we were asked to consider ourselves as ambassadors. We were reminded that our identity lies in him. And there's nothing that will set us apart than spending time with him. Because in that position, like Jesus said to Martha and Mary, she has chosen the better thing. In other words, there are alternatives, but there's a better thing. And that better thing is looking unto Jesus. The author and what? Finisher of our faith. Fasting may not work to get you the goods. Praying for 20 hours may not work to get you the good. Especially the praying where you're the one doing the talking and he's not having a chance to say anything. Prayer is only worthwhile if he gets to say something. But let the Lord be the real king in your life. Let the Lord be the real deliverer in your life. Today I ask that we set him on high. I ask that we set him in a much higher place. What are these things that we've been given that we are so attached to them? Like Isaac, they are one and only beloved sons. For some of us it's career. For some of us, it's that 
We call them sugar daddies in UG. I don't know what they call them. Sponsors. Yes. They may not sponsor you in many ways, but little things. Huh? Let's take time and just reflect on that word. Let's take time and just reflect on that word. What is crowding the Lord's throne in your life? What has edged him out? Is it social media? We spend more time listening to what other people's days like without asking, Lord, how are you doing today? Even our worship can be corrupted. Where we sing so much about what he has done, but we don't sing to him. We don't connect with him. Just because the song sounds right, doesn't necessarily mean it's ministering to the Lord. Lord, this afternoon we ask that you show us, show us, show us a better way to connect with you. To give in our lives that you might be the giver. To give in our hearts so that when you say now it is yours, it is really ours. I pray that you loosen the chains in our spirits from wanting control of everything. That we might be true ambassadors. That we might be true sons of God. Only imitating the Father. Why don't we rise to our feet? And just take some time to pray. Rise to our feet and take some time to pray. My prayer is that as we shared this afternoon, your heart was drawn to something that needs to go. It should not own you. Let the Lord own it. So that when the master requires of that donkey, it will not be too hard to let it go. Open up your heart and your mouth and your mind and just speak to him. Just speak to him. Just speak to him. Father, make us lighter today. Make us lighter today. Make us lighter today. Make us lighter today, O oh God. That when it is time to give, my Father, we see our giving from your perspective, O oh God. We see our giving from your perspective, my Father. We see our giving from your perspective, O oh God. Make us comfortable. In just having you. Oh, make us comfortable in just having you, oh God. Just having you. Asoya, sea erabakaye soy. La ayarabakoye senya. There are too many sons of God who have chosen to be covered. They're too ashamed to be, to be seen because we don't understand our identity. We don't understand the gifts that we've been given. Lord, we avail ourselves as ambassadors in our homes for you we avail ourselves to be mouthpieces for you oh God
There's no one greater than you, Lord. Real power lies in your hands. And let it stay that way, O God. Let it stay that way. That only power and authority lies with you. Wisdom and strength only lies with you. And so like Daniel we say, praise be to the name of the Lord. The one who sets kings on their thrones and sets them down. That every problem, every principality can be set down by you, O God. We lift our eyes to you, Jesus. We lift our eyes to you, Lord. We lift our eyes to you, Jesus. Some of us are fighting battles because we still own things. If you let it go, the battle would end immediately. But that battle has access because of holding on to it. It is the Lord who is the one thing we shouldn't let go of. Make us light, O oh God. 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 Tavosehaya narabakayetu. Narabatiya nanabokoyase. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That attitude that sets itself above your opinion, O oh God. I deposit in my spirit, my Father. That mindset, O oh God, that keeps telling me I'm better than this, O oh God. I set it aside to say you are better than anything else. Give it to the Lord. 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 You can't fix it. Give it to the Lord. Let it go. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. The maker of the universe is able. The healer of it all. Give Him that fight. He's Alpha and Omega. He is the Lord above all. Give it to the Lord. Oh, give it to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for every moment we've spent in your presence throughout this day. We thank you for every word that has spoken, has been spoken and come through to our spirits today. Lord, we seal it with your precious blood. We draw ourselves into the house like the Israelites, behind the doorpost, my Father. We post your blood on every entrance ahead of us this week. We pray, Lord, that you will overtake every angel of death, my Father. That you will overtake every angel of luck, every, every spirit of luck, every hand of deceit. Lord, you will overthrow them throughout our week. You will overthrow every blindness to your, to your move, O oh God. You will overthrow every appetite for anything other than you, my Father. Lord, I pray that this week I will walk with you in a new light. Say, Lord, this week I want to walk with you in a new light. Lord, this week I want to walk with you in a new light. Take me behind that veil, my Father. Give me grace to, to walk behind that veil. Give me grace to take a higher leap. 
take another level in the watchtower of prayer. To take another level in the watchtower of praise. To take another level in my watchtower of giving, O oh God. Give me the strength, my Father, to keep climbing, my Father, that I will not perish like every other wise man in Babylon, my God. That I will be above them like Isaac, harvesting out of season. Lord, I pray that you set me above, O oh God, for your glory and for your goodness. Make us, Lord, a light. Make us souls, O oh God. True light and true salt. Throughout this week. Throughout the rest of this year, O oh God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Everyone in this room. Everyone on the outside. Who can hear what I'm saying today. Lord, let your blessing be upon them. Let your grace be upon them. Let your favor be upon them. Let your hunger be upon them. Let them be set apart, my Father. I call forth their spirits, O oh God, to another level in you, my God. I call them forth, my Father, to another level of giving to you, my God. To another level of serving you, my Father. To another level of seeking you, O oh God. Let the sons of God arise, my God. And the enemies will be scattered, O oh God. At the sound of your voice in families. At the sound of your voice in businesses. At the sound of your voice at the marketplace, O oh God. Let the sons of God arise. And let your voice be heard among the nations. To the glory and honor of your name. In the nations of, of, of leadership. In the nations of arts and, and, and performance, O oh God. In the nations, O oh God, of government. In the nations of... Of, 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 of architecture and all these other crafts and design businesses, my Father. Every nation, Lord, let them hear your voice, O oh God. The sweet-sounding voice of you, Holy Spirit. Whether it be as a rushing wind or a sweet, small voice, O oh God. Let it be heard, my Father. Let the earth never be without your voice, O oh Spirit of God. Bring order among the nations, my Father. We bless you this evening for the privilege of hearing from you. We bless you this evening for spending time with us, Lord. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you for setting us free. We give you praise and we give you all the glory. And all the people clap their hands and give him praise. And everyone clap their hands and give him praise. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you.